Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. This is really the wrong time to do a live broadcast, but I feel compelled. And we'll come back perhaps tonight with a part two on Davos. To me, this is the biggest event and if you're wondering what this is, this is a list of a partial list of American politicians that are betraying this country with their attendance at Davos. And what we're looking at here is what's really going on at Davos. First of all, it's very difficult to get information. Very, very, very difficult. And I have to tell you here, and I see the lettering, it's all backwards here on the live stream. How interesting is that? But anyway, ignoring what's in the background. First of all, they have uh, created a two-mile buffer zone. Uh, uh, Media is not allowed. Uh, The police are trying to keep them from filming anything. And some of the police, actually one I saw on Rebel News, a uh, really good report where this policeman said, hey, we got families and I don't need my face out there. I understand where that guy's coming from. Um, and actually, the police aren't being too abusive, but BlackRock is there. And I I am not a fan of BlackRock. I think they're the biggest threat to America that there is in terms of uh, industry. They impose their ESG ratings. And it's one thing to try to be climate-friendly within a reasonable realm, it's quite another thing for them to impose cultural standards and using environmental ratings to do it and trying to destroy a business's reputation and status if they don't conform to the cultural norms that uh, Larry Fink and BlackRock want. And any organization that would have BlackRock at the table is an organization that I'm immediately suspicious of. So I look at this whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, and let me tell you what I do know is going on. There were a lot of five-star invitees to BlackRock that are not, excuse me, to Davos that are not attending. The attendance of the elite is down significantly. And this is one thing that's beginning to come out. And I think that a lot of people are looking at this and saying, we think they're working towards the demise of, excuse me, we think they're working towards the demise of the United States and the planet, and we want no part of it here. Isn't it interesting I'm being interfered with? Like, this This is supposed to be an automatic shutoff of any communication, and it's the same number that keeps calling. 
let me just share with you what's happened since I've been covering the Davos thing. And I haven't been over, overly insulting. With the Davos issue, um, we have had our email blocked. We have had people go to our website and they're getting signs that this is not a secure site. I have one of the top webmasters in the world. That is just totally bogus. We have taken every possible precaution and we fight off attacks constantly. And we have, uh, I've had my Skype account interfered with. In fact, I'm going to tell you the Skype story right here because this is totally bogus on the part of Skype. I'm really upset about this. In fact, we're looking for alternative audio uh, to do our our radio and podcast interviews. Um, We have cards, credit cards in good standing. We are debt-free as a couple. We're fortunate, but we're disciplined. We are not rolling in cash, but we are very disciplined with what the Lord has blessed us with. And we carry no debt whatsoever. The only debt that my wife and I have had forever is mortgage and that's paid off. And we paid that off in short order because we devoted resources to it. And so we have four credit cards. Um, Two are tied to our business for my wife's part of the business, my part of the business. One is a personal credit card that we use uh, that's tied to our bank. And another one is a major distributor of credit cards that will remain nameless. Um, We pay a subscription fee to talk to people in other countries. So we pay almost $20 every three months for that right. And I get a notice and it says, your credit card has been denied. So I call the bank. Uh, Mr. Hodges, we have no idea. We didn't have a charge cross our account. They don't have any customer service. You can get this virtual assistance that I think is a bot because they couldn't carry on a normal conversation like you would in text messaging people. And I just said, hey, they're telling me my account's in good order. Would you please resubmit? And I couldn't get them to resubmit. It was like I'm speaking English and they're speaking bot. And so we took my wife's version of our business card and we put it in and they rejected that as well. And then I get this highfalutin message that says, you have one day to renew or we'll cancel your subscription. And I'm thinking, boy, is this kind of a hidden deal here where they're canceling us all together? Because um, they don't like what we're saying, but I don't know. So I get back on with them again. Oh, yeah, this credit card's good. We've, we'll, we'll put it through. And we got another rejection notice. So now we're down to ours. Uh, credit card number three denied. Now we go outside our bank. Now we're outside our, our actually two banks. And we use a standard regular credit card not tied to a bank that we have an account in. And this one went through. This is the kind of crap I've been going through, this harassment on a minuscule level, I had all, I have these file photos I use for articles and stuff that we put up. Well, they were all taken down. Someone got into the computer, took all our photos. Uh, that's five intrusions that we have had in the last week. And that's because I'm flying over the target. And what's interesting is I'm not even being controversial. I, I'm looking at mainstream reported events and I'm connecting the dots. And that's all I'm doing. And we're going to do some of that here with the Davos situation. We're not violating any of YouTube's prohibited topics of conversation. But what these people are doing, first of all, let's start at the very top with Davos. These are self-appointed oligarchs with egos bigger than the universe 
who think they're God. And, and, and honestly, their promise of life extension, the transhumanism, uh, melding man into machine, the looking glass. I mean, the stuff that everyone knows is out there. Uh, they, they want to do the man melding into machine thing. They write about it all the time. So this isn't even controversial. But let me tell you, when people think that they're God, God brings judgment on these people. Uh, and I would not want to be one of them because they will clearly be judged. There is a clear discernment between us, the creation of God, and his prize creation. Thank you, Lord. And God himself. It's a whole different level. I mean, we're we're like down here, little crumbs on the floor, and the Lord Almighty rules over the universe. And he's letting people have their free will right now. But those that think that they can go to Davos and rule over us like they're our overlords, our gods, they're sadly mistaken. And I'm, I'm really encouraged that the Davos attendance refusals is up fairly dramatically from what we understand. The fact that they have imposed such a censorship and buffer zone around Davos uh, tells you that they're up to no good. I reported on this on YouTube. I looked at the institutions that were attending, and they fell into various categories. And the categories uh, were basically uh, money transformation. So clearly, we're going to be leaving the um, uh, petrodollar. Uh, we're going to be leaving the dollar as a solvent instrument. I don't know if it'll be a secondary instrument turned into a domestic currency only. I don't know what they have planned, but I do know they plan to replace the whole thing with digital. And you don't have to go any further than Joe Biden's executive order, 14067, where they're going to bring this in. And do I think this is the mark of the beast or the precursor to the mark of the beast? I think that's without question because they're going to tie social credit to it. You may not buy, sell, do anything without the mark. Well, that sounds like it fits that revelations uh, scripture, doesn't it? And I believe that what they're dealing with at Davos is the resistance that they are getting. Now, I want to correct one misnomer that's out there right now. People are rising up all across the planet. We saw it in China, did we not, about the lockdowns. And the brave Chinese people, and God bless them, the brave Chinese people stood up to the most tyrannical government in the history of the planet and says, no, we're not going along with you on this. And the Chinese government appeared to back down. Um, let me tell you, that's not true. The Chinese were advised to go another route, and now they're doing silent, middle of the night, uh, almost 3 a.m. Gestapo, go get the Jews type, type of raids, where they're going to get the protesters they've seen on their constant video surveillances that they can identify, you know, either by pinging their cell phones or looking at their face through facial recognition. And the massive arrests are going on right now over these protests. The Chinese would never, ever take this lying down. But they were advised by the world elite, don't create another Tiananmen Square because that'll wake even more people up. So they went a different route. Now, going back to Davos, suppression of individual and group resistance is clearly a topic of what they're talking about. And some of that has leaked out because some of these people are so egotistical, they can't keep their mouth shut. And they tell X and X tells Y. And then pretty soon we kind of have a pretty good handle on what they're looking at. What I think they're looking at here, and it's becoming increasingly clear, the world is at a transition place forced by Davos. 
And one of the transitions is economics. There's many transitions going on, but one of them is economics. And people are going to rise up because we're going to see food shortages. Uh, We're seeing that in the mainstream media, right? We're seeing the Washington Post write about that. And we're going to see critical shortages. We're going to see infrastructure problems, particularly with the grid. And, And people, when you come to my YouTube channel and you say, hey, Dave, why are you advertising Lightbug? L-Y-T-E-B-U-G, 15% off L-B. Okay, if you go to the link in the description box, you'll see this. Why am I? Because I don't trust the grid. I I mean, there's been nine attacks on our grid, and I believe they're probing attacks. And did you see the two guys they caught? They look like the two guys would be drinking Bud Light, fishing on the lake in the back swamp, and they're abducted by aliens. They didn't do this attack. Someone put them up to the attack. These people are barely smart enough to put their boots on. But uh, Lightbug is good. Um, you'll see a description box. You need to actually prep food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. And I would add lighting sources to that. Uh, high-powered flashlights, light bug. You can use this for a substitute with your room lighting because it's solar-powered. And they're coming after resources. They're coming after a fundamental change in our technology, our industry, and mostly our monetary system. And they know they're going to get resistance because shortages will produce unhappiness. And people who are ignorant among us, and I'm not talking you, you're here because you're curious about what's going on and you want the latest news. There are people that drive to work, they have their fun, they just want to tune all this out, but they will go from zero to 60 and being pissed off when they can no longer feed their kids. We are tend to be working within the system. We are not a violent threat to the establishment. Uh, and I don't think there'll be violence until they come after us. And then, they, then all bets are off. But with regard to people who are ignorant, they will go from zero to 60 emotionally very, very quickly. And that's where the violence, I believe, will start. And I believe that's a topic of Davos, how to suppress the uprisings. And they have two groups they have to worry about, broadly speaking. It's us who will work within the system, who are knowledgeable. We know how to manipulate the system. And we do have some politicians on our side. We do have some business people of prominence on our side. Not many, but some. And then there's the group I just described. They're dealing, they're trying to deal with both. And this is what their conference is largely about, how to subjugate the masses from mass protest. The one thing that I would say that they can't cover is this, is if you go into total preparation mode, and I've been advocating for this for a long time, I always say food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, tools, and then there's other ancillary things, of course, If you can get independent of the system as much as possible, their policies will have less of an effect on you. Now, if they start a nuclear war, which is entirely possible in Ukraine, then no one is safe. And I don't even believe they're safe. So I don't know if we're going to see a nuclear war because I don't know if they think they can escape it. Perhaps if they think they can, then I think it's more likely. But what we are looking at right now is Davos is also discussing Ukraine. How far are they going to let Ukraine go? The sides are lining up for war. There's no question. And basically, it comes down to two groups. Uh, I hate to say this because I am not a fan of Putin. I am not a fan of the Russian government. I still think they're very evil. I don't trust them any farther than I can throw them. But they're on the right track with one thing. Gold-backed currency. And they're attracting a lot of the world that doesn't want digital. Because what people in India... And what people in the Middle East and what people in Latin America are realizing is that digital will rob you of all power. If you're a high-level politician or a mid-level politician, you will fall in the line or you'll be canceled. 
Also, too, people who are awake in the business industry in these countries, they get the same message. And they don't want to be dominated by BlackRock and digital currency. So what they're going to end up doing is we're going to see these gold-backed groups, formerly called the BRIC nations. And then you've got the digital money crew, which is really precursor, if you look at it spiritually, to Mark of the Beast. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and that's how i think the lines are lining up for world war three and this is a big topic at davos they want this division because out of division what do you get an arms race in multiple countries who makes money the military industrial complex who's driving ukraine the military industrial complex who's driving joe biden's administrative decisions the military industrial complex and let me ask you if you don't think that's true have you seen any overtures from this administration for peace Have they openly called on Putin to pull back and, hey, let's talk about this, let's compromise? In fact, they have said, we're going to build NATO up, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Everything is a threat to Russia because Putin is being provoked. And I will say this to you, please listen to me very carefully. Um, What is Putin waiting for? I get asked that question a lot, and I've talked about this to other people who I think are very knowledgeable. And we're pretty much in agreement on this point. 
Putin is hoping for the return of Donald Trump because he can work with Trump. And this would be a nightmare for the globalists, for the people of Davos, and for the communist Chinese. If America ever formed a relationship with Russia, they could rule the world. They would rule it economically, and they'd certainly rule it, rule it militarily. Now, our country is so divided, I don't know if that could ever happen. I think Trump would be stopped JFK style before that could ever be implemented. And I don't have any proof of that, but I'm just saying, what would I do if I were in the other person's shoes? And certainly the military industrial complex is not going to be on board with this. Trump tried to placate them, but he wouldn't give them the war they wanted in Syria. And they turned on him and the joint chiefs turned on him. And our joint chiefs are owned by China, particularly Millie. I mean, you want proof? The Afghan withdrawal testimony in the Senate. And he made this comment. Well, if we were going to attack China, I would have to inform my Chinese counterpart. Well, I tell you, if I was a division commander, I would have said, oh, my gosh, we are on our own. Our military has been betrayed. And that's how every American should have reacted. Back to Davos for a second. Um, They're certainly talking about immigration. And why is immigration happening? Immigration happens naturally because people want better opportunities. Immigration happens naturally because people need solitude, refuge, and safety from a persecuting government. But that argument falls apart with American immigration because the rule is you have to go to the next country that is not a threat to you. Well, no, we have people coming from Haiti, and we have people coming from China and South America. That's not the nearest country. Uh, The reason that you're having massive immigration throughout Europe, throughout the United States, it's called deculturalization. And it doesn't mean that the masses are bad. Now, clearly we have terrorists walking in because we have open borders. We clearly have the cartels here and they're, uh, oh boy, that's a whole other story about the cartels in Arizona. They, they have infiltrated politicians and law enforcement in many areas. I, I'm warning you folks, this is absolutely a fact. But uh, I don't want to digress from where I'm going with this. Uh, what we are looking at with immigration and Davos is largely behind this is it's a deculturization. If you bring millions of people here and their birth rate will be very high, the research shows us that the indigenous birth rate in America with all races, you know, people living here, citizens, our birth rate's about 1.7 to 1.8, which is really critically low. So we do need immigration on that regard. The immigration for migrant groups pushes six. So in 20 years, what would happen to the population balance? And you have people that have been brought here that that are part of the culture if they're Catholic and Christian, but they don't speak the language, they don't know the customs, and that's a deculturalization effect. And there's never been a multitude of cultures and languages in the country, and that country survived. There's never been an example of history of that happening. So the Europe, the West, and America are being deculturized by immigration. And listen, I am the product of, of immigration on my dad, dad's side of the family. I am not opposed to immigration as long as it's orderly, controlled, and works for the country. That's not what's happening. And Davos is pushing that because people will fight less hard to defend a country that no longer has an identity. You'll get less resistance from the population if you say, well, this isn't the America it used to be. Maybe something better lies ahead. 
And this is absolutely where we are going with this. And that's the purpose behind immigration. And it's a precursor to erasing national boundaries. So you get regional agreements like the North American Union, the European Union. Uh, You get the Asian Union that's going to arise with China being the head. And what they're going to do is eventually blend into one big happy family. Uh, And that's called world government. That's their ultimate goal. And what's interesting is these people will fight each other. And you want to look ahead. Let's take a look back. In 1976, there was a movie made called Rollerball. And I don't know if you're all old enough to remember it. Not the Rollerball that was made, I don't know, 2010, 2012. That was garbage. Rollerball was the most insightful movie. Remember, this is before the Internet. This is before all the modern technology. And the stuff that they did was incredible. And let me recap Rollerball because this is where we're going. And in the movie, they gave a fake history, a history of how they got to be where they are. Now, the movie is centered among their most popular sport. And the analogy would be NFL football. And they had a star in the movie played by the late James Caan called Jonathan E. And he was the star of the sport, and he was the Michael Jordan, if you will, and internationally respected by everybody. And they called him in, and then six corporations were ruling the world. And they said, we need you to retire because we don't allow individual accomplishment. It was a Borg hive type mentality. And we can't have someone rise above. This is bread and circus to distract the people from the crappy lives we've given them. But you need to retire with honor, dignity, and some wealth. Now, to show you how controlled the society was, here was this man who was a superstar in his sport. But we learned that at a previous time, his wife was stolen from him by some kind of city manager in Europe. And that shows you the moral depravity uh, of this. Now, countries had fought wars, and they gave this in the history. And then eventually, countries were taken over by corporations, and six corporations ruled the world. And they alluded to the fact that they had had corporate wars. Okay, so I'm telling you this story to go to this point with Davos. If these people get their way, if they subjugate the planet to their will and they have autocratic, no freedom autocracy from the corporations, you will have the corporations fighting each other. Some people say, I think world government's good because there will be no wars. That's not true. These corporations will fight each other. And many of these groups go to these meetings to have their presence felt So they maintain a seat at the table. And speaking about a seat at the table, let's go to Elon Musk for a second. You notice he's not there. Elon Musk did something that I don't know what it was, but he pissed off the elite. And so he, they had an electric car conference. It was about a year and a half ago and he wasn't invited. And they invited corporations that had invented as little as six or 60 electric cars. And they left Musk out. And I thought, wow, that was weird. And obviously, he did something to piss them off. So he bought Twitter. And what's he doing with Twitter? He's revealing inner secrets. And each release is more damning than the last. And he's beginning with the American government. But it ain't going to stop there. Uh, He's also said this, too. I am not suicidal. He has beefed up his security because he's about ready to get into very, very dangerous territory. And so this is an example of how these elite will combine with each other 
And if we don't extinguish most life on this planet, if we had a nuclear war that was all out, we'd lose five to six billion people. It won't be any different to the corporations. But rather than the U.S. military, you'll see something like BlackRock base. And these corporations will face off against each other. And so they're in cooperation with each other to move towards the erasure of national boundaries and the ways we're talking about, suppressing the people rising up. But they're also competing with each other for the primary seat at the table. And we almost saw this, too. And if you think Paul Ryan's a good guy, Paul Ryan is scum of the earth, low-life trader that should be in prison right now. He was a man who was given, this is something I could not believe. Obama had legislation to join an international trade agreement that, thank God, Trump canceled as soon as he got into office. And the international trade agreement would have put a 23-panel person from business in charge of the United States government, and they could veto everything from all three branches of government, Um, the TPC. Remember that? Yeah. And so Paul Ryan was largely in control of the information, uh, and he's supposed to be in the opposite party from Obama, but he was working as Obama's agent. And uh, this guy is a globalist globalist. And uh, they almost had corporate control of America back in 2016. And thank goodness Donald Trump came along with he did because he he killed it. So Davos is going in a different direction right now. The European Union is lost. Their leaders, they say, okay, we want to clean up the environment. Well, so do I. But I don't want to sacrifice thousands of lives because they can't get the energy to heat their homes. And yet these people in Europe, the leaders, are already admitting, like one of the U.K. foreign ministers said, yeah, we're going to have 10,000 people die from winter effects this year because they can't get energy. And then we have that French processing food plant, the number one plant in the country. It's cutting 80% of its production because of energy costs. Uh, The way we're implementing cleaning up the environment is devastating to the general population. And remember when Biden ran for office? He said, well, we're going to have a transition period, but we just can't flip the switch. He said, we'll have to trade one thing for one thing. And uh, that was a total lie because that's exactly what we have now. And we're entering a resource deprivation mode, and that's what people are going to rise up against. And this is what they're talking about at Davos, how to suppress your rights. They've tried censorship. It doesn't work. They have tried economic seizures. That's not working. And what do you say I'm talking about? Well, if you do something the government doesn't like, look at the truckers in Canada. What did they do? If you gave $20 to the trucker movement, you had your bank account seized. If you gave them a pizza or gave them a blanket and they found out about it, you had your bank account seized. And this is becoming the favorite means of suppression in many foreign countries, particularly in the European Union and Canada. It hasn't come here too much yet, but I will tell you how it will come here. It'll come here under the RICO statutes. If enough people rise up and they say, we're not going along with you. Oh, you must be MAGA. That's organized crime. You're a domestic terrorist. Hasn't Biden already set the stage for this with two major speeches? And so what they will do then is use that as the excuse under RICO laws to seize your assets. That's what's coming, folks. And this is what they're trying to suppress and implement at the same time at Davos. Davos is transition. We're going old economy, which is industrialization, moving into high tech. And you've got gold-backed currencies, the petrodollar. Poop, that's over. They want that to be done. And then there's this transition period to go to what they want to bring in next, which is digitized currency. 
uh, and there's a, the transition will meet resistance and they're dealing with how to cope with resistance. And there's a book I want to mention before I close. And I think you'll find this to be very, very interesting. The book was written by Zygmunt Brzezinski. And you may not be familiar with the name, but he was a co-founder with David Rockefeller of the Trilateral Commission. And he is an advocate of world government, civil liberties erasure. And before he died in 2011, I'll give you an eerie quote and then I'll work backwards. He said, it used to be easier to control a million people than to kill a million people. He said, now it's become easier to kill a million than control a million. By the way, he was Barack Obama's Soviet studies professor at Occidental College. What a coincidence that is. And he served as an advisor to Clinton, uh, Jimmy Carter, and also Barack Obama. So this man had major influence. Well, in 1970, he wrote a book called the Technotronic Era. Oh, sounds like technocracy, doesn't it? And if you're familiar with Pat Wood's books, you know what I'm talking about. The Technotronic Era, and the subtitle was Between Two Ages. And he made this point. He said, whenever mankind is progressing through the ladder of upward technology, uh, supposedly more civilized learning, technological breakthroughs, when we leave one phase and move to another, He says this leads to extreme disruptions, violence, death, and wars for about a 20-year period. And he points to industrialization. We went from an agrarian society, post-Civil War, moving into industrialization, and the conflicts, the race for colonies prior to World War I, you know, for natural resources that was needed to fuel industrialization. The Japanese were doing the same thing, and they basically kicked off World War II. Everyone thinks it was Germany. It was Japan being aggressive, going into Asia for rubber, oil, and other supplies that far predated uh, even the rise of Hitler. They started their, their, uh, pro- their policies under Tojo in 1929. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. You know, Hitler is not even in power until 32, and then they go forward with the Nazi empire, and the Nazis were about military and political subjugation. The Japanese were just trying to compete industrially, and I'm not excusing them. But uh, then the United States started to arm China. They had the Flying Tigers, and they said, well, we got to take out Pearl Harbor. And that's what brought us into the war. And Zygmunt Brzezinski is exactly right. How far apart was World War I from World War II? It was a generation, wasn't it? And what were the causes of the war largely? Uh, resources for industrialization. And what caused it? The shift from agrarian to agriculture. I mean, from agrarian to industrial. And this is what we saw leading to the conflicts where nations competed against each other for resources. Now we have entered a new phase. And Brzezinski, over 50 years ago, labeled this the Tectotronic Era. Pat Wood calls it technocracy. I say six one, half dozen the other. It's the same thing. And this transition period we're in 
is what they're doing at Davos, deciding how they're going to suppress you and everybody else so they can usher in the new era with a minimal amount of conflict. <clears throat> Excuse me. And out of it, pardon me. And out of this transition will come corporate rule. Um, you notice too, what controls our government? I had a conversation one time, uh, Ed Pastore, he was my congressman at one time, a, a Democrat. And, and he, he knew who I was because I was very politically active against John McCain when they were trying to steal our property through the, for the CAFTA uh, free trade agreement and bringing in the Canamex highway system. And they wanted our land. They didn't want to pay us for it. They wanted our underground water because we had the largest underground water aquifer uh, in the state of Arizona. And so we were in an eight-year battle. And he was sympathetic. He said, Dave, there's things I can't go do politically, but he says, I would be fighting mad if I were you. And we did have some support from his staff. So we went on vacation to D.C. I wanted to show my young son at the time, you know, D.C. We, we got a poster made of he and I holding hands in front of the Washington Monument when he was eight years old. It was pretty cool. And we went and saw um, the congressman. And he was such a good guy, he sat down with us and we talked and he goes, did you trip over all the bodies out in the hall? And I said, what do you mean? He said, all those damn lobbyists. He said, they're turning us all into prostitutes. They control what happens here in Washington. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, here's a congressman telling one of his constituents from an opposite political party how lost the government is. And really, Washington, D.C. is nothing but a whorehouse. I made a list of politicians that deserve to be elected in the 2022 election. I came up with 15. This is why last March, 10 months ago, I was calling for the unelection of nearly every Republican incumbent and replace them with new blood because I said they're bought off by the system. And now, as we found out, our Republican Party is controlled by people who have been bought off. Uh, McConnell, right? China, FTX, George Soros, and he sabotaged eight senatorial races by withdrawing funding at the critical time. Kevin McCarthy, no better. And then you have, of course, Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC, who will spend money on their donors and wine and dine them and not give money to local races like Carrie Lake. And she had funding withdrawn. And then down at the local level where I live in Maricopa County, the most corrupt county in the United States, uh, we have Chairman Bill Gates, former student of mine. I'll talk about that sometime in detail. I had a really close relationship with him. I wrote a recommendation for, for college and law school. And he joined the dark side when he got into politics. And uh, he's a Republican who sabotaged America First candidates by starting a pack with the Maricopa County clerk and recorder, Stephen Reischer. And what do they do? Their pack is donated, is dedicated to removing MAGA America First candidates. And that's a goal of Mitch McConnell, who reached an agreement with Chuck Schumer to do the same thing in the Senate. So you don't have a Republican Party. There is no resistance to this corporate takeover of America other than grassroots America. And I'm being serious. It's not even present in the, in, in the church. Let me give you an example of what was said in a church that I used to regularly attend every week. Uh, assistant pastor gets up and he says, uh, Romans 13. Okay, I agree with Romans 13. If the government jacks your taxes up by 10%, you better pay. It's their right to do that. We may not agree and we can argue and campaign against it, but ultimately you have to follow the law. Jesus says, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. But here's what he said. The leader may not be a godly man, but he's God's man. And you must do what he says. This is so typical of pastors across the country. 
okay, I'm hearing the speech, and I'm actually watching it on video because I was out of town. My neighbor had already told me, he goes, I'm done with this church. And he met with church leadership, and they gave him a bunch of nonsense answers. And I watched the video, and I'm thinking, okay, where's the catch line? We have to do what the government tells us until the government violates the laws of God, namely the Ten Commandments handed down to Moses and the teachings of Jesus. I didn't hear that. I just heard, he's God's man, and you have to do what he says. And I go, oh my gosh, he's resurrecting the divine right of king's philosophy. That's not Christianity. I don't submit to government before God. It's the other way around. It's God, family, country, in that order. There is no other order. And the pastors leave us defenseless. And most of them are absolutely worthless. There's a few. There's a few. You see them on my show. But there's not very many. We've been betrayed in the pulpit because of 501c3. They're so afraid of losing their corporate donations. And by the way, have you seen the poll that says that uh, by the time, what is it, 70% of all pastors uh, admit to, in private polling, seeing pornography in the prior week. And those are the ones that admit to it. I was stunned. Bob Griswold told me this, and then I think Ted Brower echoed it to me, and I just go, oh, my gosh, my instincts are really good. And then there's the clergy response team. You know about that, don't you? 100,000 pastors in secret belong to a team that the government can activate through NOVAD and DHS to calm you down when they take you off to the camps. And they've rehearsed it, and I've interviewed Walter Mansfield, who was one of the first people recruited into DHS for this purpose. And uh, we know it's true. We've seen the documents. So what we're looking at here is the erasure of all resistance to this coming tyranny, this suppression that's being planned by Davos. They've done it in the pulpit. They've done it in the government. I mean, just like my former congressman said, you know, Congress is a whorehouse. And that's all it is. It's a whorehouse. There are very few people that will stand up for what's right. And we are left defenseless. The only thing we have is our faith. Now, thats I shouldn't say only because that's the most important thing to have. But we are defenseless in terms of our government. Our corporate structure hates you. You are there to be milked for your money, but you will also do what you're told, BlackRock ESG ratings. Which everyone says is about climate change, it's not. They're more heavily laden with cultural expectations. You will believe this, you won't believe that, you will say this, you won't say that. That's more tied to ESG ratings than anything else. And this is why these 19 state attorney generals are suing BlackRock over this point. This is cultural First Amendment collusion to shut you up. And this is how we got to be where we are. It's us versus them. And it's really... We're entering the Dark Ages. If you know the Dark Ages historically, in uh, ancient times, uh, the people had no right. They spoke the Catholic Mass in a foreign language, Latin, that the masses did not speak. The people had no rights. They couldn't travel. Oh, oh, listen to this. Scotland's implementing a 20-minute city. They call it Policy 15. You can't travel more than 20 minutes from your home. It's on the drawing board. They're working on it now. Uh, Oxford, UK, 15-minute city. That's feudalism. You lived on the feudal manor. You would do your agricultural thing, and the Lord, the vassal, whoever oversaw you, would take 90% of what you had. you got to hope you had enough left over to feed your family. You never traveled more than five miles from your home in your entire life. 
That's what we're headed towards. And the lifespan of the serfs was about one half of what it was for the elite. Hello, this is where we go. This is where we're at. The one thing I'm calling for here, what's the antidote? People tune in to find a solution. There is no political solution. Your, you thought was Republican Party, is gone. The leadership has betrayed Trump. They view you, if you support America first, forget MAGA, forget Trump. If you say, I want America to be great, I want to have great schools, I want to have a strong military, I want to have an orderly society where criminality is really punished, you are an enemy of the state, you are an enemy of the corporate state. That's not what they want. They want total hedonism. They want no barriers to their perverted behaviors, and they're trying to enforce their beliefs upon us. And where do we go? There's nowhere to go. There is no one we can turn to. There's only one place to go. We must, if we are to survive this, have a spiritual revival and let God perhaps do tactical Sodom and Gomorrahs. That's what we got to hope for. But even if God is saying, I'm sorry, you've entered the tribulation too much, it's too evil, things are going forward. I had a conversation with John Dislin in an interview that's going to air tomorrow, I believe. And I told John, I said, John, it's not written in the Bible that we can't have a revival and push the tribulation back, even though I admit all the signs are there. And John said, why would you want to? And I know exactly what he meant, and I couldn't argue with him. Because seven years after it starts, there'll be glory with God. The problem is, is going through those seven years. If it were preferable for me, I'd rather live a natural life and die a natural death and then meet the Lord and not have to go through all the BS. But Lord called me to do what I'm doing here. By training, if you don't know my background, I'm an educator by training. I turned into a therapist. I also taught, you know, post-secondary graduate school. Um, So that's my background. And I also was a college basketball coach as well as a high school basketball coach. I did not want to do this. But when McCain was trying to steal our property, I fell into a leadership role, and eventually my public appearances resulted in me being offered a radio show on KBSC Radio, and the rest, as they say, is history. I didn't choose this. God put me in this spot, and and there's no question, because there's a million other things I would rather be doing, but I don't feel like I can walk away because this is my called-upon duty. And unfortunately, um, (laughs) you know, things don't end well for people like me, and I'm well aware of that. And that's part of my selfishness for hoping we can push off the tribulation. And I'm very, very honest about it. I do not want to go through it. But I have to do what I'm commanded to do by the Lord, and that's stand in the gap and fight for truth and and fight for, for his honor and hope that his will begins to be done. The one thing I will say to you, though, is the Bible is very clear, both in Matthew and Revelation. It says that if you walk with the Lord, he will never depart from you. And those are my saving words, because we have an almighty oppression coming against us. And I th- let me just read to you the list before we close. And I don't have a full list here, but John Kerry is at Davos. Surprise, surprise, former Secretary of State Senator uh, Gretchen Whitmer, Governor of Michigan, FBI Director Christopher Ray. What the hell would he be doing in Davos? 
shows you what a traitor he is. Uh, Kemp from Georgia, I warned about him and his communist Chinese connections five years ago, but the Georgia governor, uh, Coons, uh, another senator, Daryl Ice, I was shocked at that one. I thought he was on the good side. He's not. Meeks, uh, the governor of Illinois, Pritzker. By the way, you want to hear something funny? Have you ever seen the man? I'm not here to make fun of fat people. He's larger than large, and he's giving a lecture on the dietary benefits of a bug diet, an insect diet. I'm not joking. It's actually been released. Um, Representative Rich, um, let's scroll down here, and I'll pick out some names. Sherelle um, Moulton, uh, representative from Massachusetts. Um, th- this is just off the charts. I mean, there's, that's just a partial list. These people who are in Davos are traitors to our country. They're not worthy of your respect. And I will say this, too. The rules that come out of Davos, the rulings that are objectified in the law through our Congress, I will not obey if they're unconstitutional. If they violate my faith, I will not obey them. And I'm encouraged, like the wood stove thing, okay, Um that's something that people just say, but well, okay, you go enforce that somewhere else. We're not following you. The brace on the pistol mounts that will result in the biggest gun registration in the history of America. It's also unconstitutional and uh, you're not obligated to follow that as well, but you have to realize too, if they make you the example, you may only be one of a million, but uh, it won't go pleasantly for people that resist and are caught. But there are laws that are coming out that if they violate the Constitution, violate God, and pretty much those laws are pretty similar. The, the rules of, of the Lord, I mean, first of all, it used to be, we don't say this anymore, but every first-year law school student used to hear that uh, the, our legal code is based on the Ten Commandments. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Then, not now. No cash bail. <laughs> That's not godly. You know, God teaches there are consequences. You reap what you sow. And unfortunately, no cash bail is an example of an anti-godly law. And when I look at the laws that are coming out now, folks, you are not obligated to follow them. They violate your faith. If they violate the Constitution, and usually it's one and the same, you do not have to follow these laws. But you have to stand in your conviction. And the thing that I'd like to say is if we could convince enough people to join us to have a uh, law, lawful society, a respectful society. Um, I mean, there are lifestyles out there. I'll give you an example from Dave Hodges' worldview. I don't agree with some people's lifestyle choices, but God says, judge not lest you be judged. I'm not interested in persecuting anybody, insulting anybody. I leave all judgment to the Lord. But the one thing that I won't do is submit to ungodly principles, and I will not do that. And, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, people like me, you know, you know what happens to their fate, but they can only do it to you one time. And they can only do it to you one time. And that's the one thing I would tell people is that uh, Shakespeare was right. You know, uh, brave men only die one death. Cowards die a thousand deaths. And that's ultimately, I think we have to decide. But if we could wake enough of the country up, we could reach a point where they would have to say, gee, I guess we better build a fence around the country and call it a FEMA camp because no one's doing what we tell them. Oh, we'll follow the laws. We just won't follow the illegal laws. So that's what I wanted to leave you with. Watch Davos. This is a turning point. We're entering what we talked about the transition period. 
and they're interested in controlling it and controlling you in the transition period. And you have to make up your own mind about what your level of complicity is going to be and compliance. So anyway, I want to thank you for joining us. I wanted to go live with this. Um, I haven't done a live broadcast since October. Uh, we may have to start doing more of these because we've got a pretty good gathering here. And, I will, and really, for this time of day, I'm very impressed with the number of people that have uh, have joined us. And uh, I'm, I'm looking over here, some of the comments here. It looks like we have a lot of like-minded people. Um, Loretta says, I will not comply. Um, and Summer Breeze is thanking me. And Mike, listen, you're welcome, but this is my mission. This isn't Dave Hodges. I think this is the Lord working through me to try to speak truth to illegitimate power. And we need to make some decisions on where we stand. And then we need to make educated decisions. And you know what's interesting, too, and I'll leave you with this thought. The politicians that are in Davos, do you think their children are going to have a good future? If this all breaks out in nuclear war from Ukraine, you think they're going to be safe? These people are so stupid. They're so morally and emotionally and intellectually deprived. They don't realize they're sowing the seeds of their own personal destruction. And I remind them of it all the time. They're killing their own kids' future. How awful is that? And what does God say about bringing harm to children? I can tell you right now, the Lord's in heaven manufacturing a multitude of millstones. Thank you for joining us. God bless all of you. And I mean this sincerely. God bless America because we are the best nation that's ever been. Not perfect by any means, but there's no one that can touch what we have accomplished. And that's worth fighting for. And certainly our faith is worth fighting for. We'll see you here next time. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.